I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Billy, yes, you're standing in front of your dishwasher. We're uh, waiting for Peter King to join us because uh, the two of you have a passion for doing dishes. Mikey A, I feel like uh, he feels a little bit left out here because Mikey A is actually, well, was a professional. Well, go ahead, Mikey, you explain it. (laughs) Uh, No, listen, uh, you and Peter are going to have a wonderful conversation about washing the dishes, and I'm the only one who's done it professionally. Uh, My Hmm. dad has owned restaurants my entire life, and you know, I spent many a, a summer morning, you know, going to work with him and learning how to wash the dishes. And I got to say, Billy, you, you you know what you're doing. You know, like it's. Wow. it's Thank you. I, I don't think you could go pro, but I mean, you're definitely, you know, amateur. Yeah. I, I'll take that. I'll take that. <laughs> really? Are you the guy who determines whether or not they can go to the pro? I got the eye. I think Peter King has the eye. I think Peter King fancies himself as a person who has the eye. You could be good at writing football. You could be good at noticing who can wash good dishes. And Peter King can't get both. Could I go pro like in Europe? Maybe. <laughs> maybe in Canada. the Baltics. Maybe in the <laughs> Baltics. I'll take it, man. <laughs> CFL. <laughs> in Europe. You love doing dishes. Peter King loves doing dishes. Uh, do you guys actually expect Peter King to be in front of his dishwasher doing and the sink uh, the way Billy is right now? Do you imagine him, like when he shows up here, do you think he's going to be in front of the dishwasher? Or what do you think? I, I, I hope, hope so. he is. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah, we'll see. Otherwise, it's a little weird if you're the only one, Billy. Yeah. All right. This is uh, three weeks in the making. Uh, Peter King and Billy, last time Peter was on, Peter said he loves to do dishes. Billy said he too loves to do dishes. So we decided playoff dishes. We'll do dishes together and we'll have a football discussion with Peter King while they are both doing dishes. But uh, my sense is and my hope is, is that Billy will be doing dishes by himself. Let's get to uh, Peter King and Billy Gill doing dishes together talking football. 
Stugatz here for my friends over at Miller Lite. A lot has changed over the years. One thing that hasn't, the great taste of Miller Lite. It was the original light beer, and to this day, it's still the best one. Miller Lite has more of the taste you want and less of the stuff you don't. What I love to do, what me and my friends do, when we're sitting around, we like to enjoy it with ice-cold Miller Lights. Miller Lite keeps it simple, undebatable quality, great taste, only 96 calories. It's the beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters most. The original light beer since 1975. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and is less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash stew, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer cows and carbs than premium regular beer. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hello. Hello. I mean, Billy is uh, Billy's ready to do dishes, Peter. I mean. Hello, you're doing dishes. That's good. That's what I like to hear. Fully committed to the bit. I guess I should have done that. I didn't even think about it. Huh. No, it's okay. You want to move everything upstairs or where? where, where? <laughs> I, I don't think he wants to do that. No. no. <laughs> Would you like to see Billy's technique of doing dishes, Peter King? <laughs> no, because I wouldn't learn anything because I am perfect at the dishes, dish industry. Really? Wow. wow. Yeah, I, I would. I actually think it would be funny if Billy did the dishes and you graded kind of how he was doing uh, said dishes. Well, one of the big things about doing dishes is that you have to use as little water as possible. Hmm. So if the water is on full go, he already gets a D minus no matter how good as technique is okay well i was i was gonna ask you that if we should be turning the water off every time like no 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 just keep it just just keep it flowing uh very slowly but if you have a big if you have a big uh uh you know sink full you gotta you gotta use the dishwasher that's what the planet says okay I was yeah. asked that too. What are we thinking on this? Are we doing dishwasher or are we doing just uh, like regular dishes? Like I am, I'm at your disposal here. Should I do this? I have a different setting on my faucet. I don't know if you see this. I have like a shower type. That's or I have nice. So Peter, we know we, Bill, Billy is conceding that you are the expert. Okay. Yeah, I'm trying really to learn better at washing I the I dishes than you. I just know that I've been doing them one way for 40 right. years. So. Right. Yes, but he's looking for advice on this front. That's that's what he's looking for. Well, just keep the keep the uh, 
keep the water on very light. And if okay. you've got a lot of dishes, load the dishwasher and, and except in extreme circumstances, you do not have to uh, rinse the dishes off before you start the dishwasher. Oh, a good okay. dishwasher, a good dishwasher is going to get all of the horse crap off the dishes. Now, when it comes to dishwashers, do you use the liquid or do you use like the pod? No, we use the pod. Okay, I do too. <laughs> I wasn't certain on that. I've read things that that plastic then gets stuck to your plates and stuff, but we use the pods as well. No, so I got to take off no, my ring and I got to take crap. off. Okay, well, I'm just just asking. I don't know. He takes his dishes very seriously. Do you really. take do you take off rings and and no. uh you no. know really? No. Okay. No. Have you ever lost a wedding ring or no? No. No? Never. Okay. He's I'm expert. worried this, about that. This ring yeah. right here, it's been on. Wait a minute. Can you see it? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That, ring, that ring has been on this finger. Now, I must say, in really cold weather, you know, sometimes just for fun, I, you know, fool around with it and it comes off because oh, I don't okay. I don't know why, but uh but anyway, no, that has been on for forty-three years and seven months. Wow. Congratulations. Okay. Thank you. What what's the key to uh to a successful long great marriage, Peter King? Doing dishes? <laughs> do the dishes, do the laundry, uh very occasionally, if your wife says, hey, I'll handle this, you go and watch TV. Very occasionally, mm. you go do it. Many the years into the majority of the right? time, the vast majority of the time you say, no, 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 no. <clears throat> You've done far too much today. I'll handle this. <laughs> but many yeah. years into the marriage, right? Many That's years. That's the key in. to a long marriage right there. <laughs> what temperature do we go with on the dishes? Do we go with like a warm not, or not scalding hot, but okay. but but warmer than lukewarm. As huh. warm as my hands can take. Is that fair? Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> you okay there? Sorry. Uh, you I've up. had a cough since Thanksgiving. Oh, Have you really? You, sh you should check that out. I I am. I got a I got a uh, a chest X-ray yesterday. I was worried about it, but I don't have anything. But I do have. I mean, this is going to sound dramatic, but it really isn't. I've got a slightly collapsed left lung, so I've got to do these weird exercises, these breathing exercises, to make sure that my lung sort of reinflates. Uh, slightly dramatic. Uh, Billy and I, I don't think I'd show up for work ever again if that happened to me. I mean, no, it's not a big deal. It's just, you know, the bothersome thing is at 3 30 in the morning, you roll over and you cough a couple of times and then you're awake. Right. At least when you're 66 years old, you are right. probably not when you guys, you guys can probably sleep till 10. <laughs> I have not slept till 10 since I was 19 years old. So mm. you can't get back to sleep. You're saying <laughs> I can never get back to sleep. Once you're awake, you're awake. Yeah. I got a good story about that. You know, I have this thing before the Super Bowl, the week before the Super Bowl, what I like to do in my column, I used to do it in Monday morning quarterback. I sort of birthed it there with Doug Peterson, what, seven years ago. And I've continued it now at Football Morning in America at NBC. And what I like to do is I like in the dead week that for people to wake up on Monday morning and get something cool. And so they get with me the last, say, seven years, a ride to work 
with one of the two Super Bowl coaches before the game. So cool. So in 20, this would have been February 2020, I did it with Andy Reid. So this would have been four years ago. And on Sunday after the game, uh, they won the AFC championship game. And so I asked him after the game if we could do it. Me and, and Ted Cruz, their media relations guy, oh. asked Andy and Andy thought about it. And he said, okay. Uh, and I said, I can't really do it tomorrow because I'll be working until four o'clock in the morning. And then so I'll probably be asleep. But how about Tuesday morning? He said, okay. And I said, uh, what time? I said, I don't care what time. You just tell me what time. He goes, your hotel is right in my neighborhood. So I'm going to be in the driveway of your hotel at 315. And I said, you are insane. I said, I thought Sean McVay was insane a couple of years ago when he did, when he said, be at the bottom of my driveway at 415. Here's the address. But Andy, I said, 315. <clears throat> he said, here's the problem. I get up to go to the bathroom at whatever o'clock it is. And I, I have tried it before. I go back to bed. I lay down. I can't sleep. I now am totally thinking about the game and whatever it is. So he said, honestly, I'll probably wake up at 2.45, get dressed, and go and uh, you know wait in your driveway for you to come down at your hotel. I couldn't believe it. So I went down uh, to the lobby. I was down in the lobby at 3.05 a.m. Andy Reid was sitting there. Wow. And I just said, you are, you're crazy. And he goes, hey, I'm just telling you, you get to be a little older. And I said, I know. You get to be a little older, you go to the bathroom, and you can't fall back to sleep. And I said, that's a problem for me, too. But I just thought, you know, I, uh, the benefit that I have right. is that I always, always take a nap during the day really yeah mm. i love i love naps naps mm. are the key for me and i've already had my nap today but the problem is on game days now you can't nap if i'm in a press box they don't put a cot out there for me maybe i should ask for one they might for you uh, peter seriously yeah. but anyway <laughs> they don't put a cot out there for me so it gets to be and like just think of it on sunday nights i'm up till I was up in a hotel in Buffalo on Sunday night until 3.57 a.m. And that is just a freaking killer because I'm still recovering, you know, as we do this right now. Right. And so, but during the week, uh, it is nap central here in Brooklyn, and I absolutely love it. Anyway. Uh, do you take a nap at the same time every day? And how long uh, is the nap? Nap is usually 20 to 35 minutes. Now, Power when nap. I come home every Monday, if I've been on the road and it's I haven't slept very much, I'll, I'll nap for an hour and a half. Wow. Uh, mm. Because I, I'm so sleep deprived, I might have only slept two and a half or three hours. Uh, Peter, I want to ask you about the scene. Uh, Bill, you're doing a great job with the dishes. Thank Peter, you. if you have any comments uh, at any point during... Uh, no, I like him. He, he doesn't yeah. slough it off. He's got he's got very good uh and I like the fact that he cleans the back of the dish. 
Yeah. Because, you know, you don't eat off the back of the dish, but that doesn't mean that you're not going to pick up the dish. And maybe there's a little piece of fish or mm. some piece of crap there on the back of the dish. And it's objectionable if you touch mm -hmm. something or it's oily or something like that. So, yes, you've got to clean both sides of the dish. Well, and then I'll stack the dish on a clean yeah. dish. So if it's right. dirty, then it'll dirty nice. the clean dish. So. Yeah. Nice. It's amazing. Yeah. I can't believe we're doing this with Peter King, who's very busy. It's a very busy time for him. Yeah, I'm, not, uh, I'm not busy. I don't do anything. Oh, uh, you're funny. <laughs> I, I, I want to ask you about the scene uh, in Buffalo. But before we get to that, have you heard, because I keep saying, I have a theory on like Belichick that maybe just maybe he's waiting around to see if Andy Reid retires, who wouldn't want to take over and coach Patrick Mahomes. Right. Uh, and I could be wrong on that. But have you heard anything about Andy Reid and retirement after this season? Yeah, I don't think he's going to retire. OK, I've heard a lot of people talking about that. Right. Uh, but I do not think he's going to retire. I can't tell you positively, but I just don't think he's going to. Can I just tell you a story about, about Sunday and about... Yes. Okay, so there are... One of the reasons, quite honestly, that I like to cover Kansas City games is that if I... And I don't abuse this, but if I really need Mahomes, I can get Mahomes. Right. All right, after a game. Mm -hmm. But I don't abuse it maybe twice a year, Okay. Um, but the real, and I, and so I like that because Mahomes is real. He's genuine. He's the best player in football and he might go down as the best quarterback to ever play. So it's good that he likes the by play. He's a little bit like Peyton Manning in that Peyton Manning loved to talk about the little things about why a specific play worked. He really he loved that. And Mahomes loves that too. Mahomes is just Mahomes is he's a guy's guy. He just is he loves football so much and he loves to dedicate himself to football. I, I mean, I was in Mun uh, Munich. I was in Frankfurt after the game for NBC and and I did an on-field interview with him for NBC. Uh, and he was good. It, it was fine. But afterwards, I went into their locker room. I was doing a few things. And I went over to him and I said, hey, listen, thanks. That's That means a lot that you would do that. Appreciate it. Because, you know, we weren't, we didn't carry the game at NBC. Okay. I went over there doing my column for NBC. And they said, hey, while you're over there, see if you can get the winning quarterback, Mahomes or Tua. And so I worked on it a little bit, set the groundwork. and But anyway, so uh, I thanked him. And, and, and he said, hey, no problem. He fist bumps. And he goes, listen, what I said out there, I meant. I, I said, yeah. And he goes, we will get this offense fixed. I guarantee you. I promise you we'll get it fixed. I mean, he doesn't have to tell me that. But right. that's he is th they were crappy on off remember that game against the dolphins oh yeah they yep. win 21 to 14 yeah and they only win because uh tyreek handed them that touchdown remember and he it, fumbles yep. and then yeah, score in the second half yeah 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 and so anyway but that is one of the things i like about mahomes quite honestly that 
you know, he it it really means something to him. But so this past week, the other reason I like covering them is that I always know. Do you know what Andy Reid wanted to do with his life if he wasn't involved in football? His backup plan, you mean? No, I have no idea. He wanted to be a pro football writer for Sports Illustrated. Wow. And he, the first time I ever met him, he was tight ends coach in Green Bay, 1995. And he comes up to me like a little puppy, all excited to meet me, you know, and all that. And what, I'm only like, I don't know, I'm like 36 years old or something. I'm, I'm still pretty young. And I can't believe that there's an NFL coach who is excited to meet me. But anyway, he was, and he told me that, when he was at Brigham Young, he really wanted to be a sports writer and wrote for the school paper. Anyway, so I know that when I see Andy Reid, he knows what I want. He wants an inside story. He knows that I want an inside story about something that happened. Like last year, uh, after the Super Bowl, I had said to him during the week, hey, if we win... Me and my videographer, we want to come in and talk to you for no more than seven minutes. We'll be on the clock. You tell me the big play in the game. If you win the game, you got to tell me how it happened, the genesis of it, everything like that. And he tells me everything. So good. About, you know, the winning play. Remember those those weird motion plays that Sky Moore and Prius yeah. Tony had that yes. <laughs> the Eagles didn't cover? Yep. And so anyway, <laughs> sorry, but so what happened on Sunday, I, you know, he tells me, first of all, he pulls out his, oh, let me get this. It's not the same color, but you know, these little moleskin notebooks right. that hmm. people use now. And I take notes in them and everything. I don't have my other one here right now, but Andy pulls out this black moleskin notebook and he flips through it and he goes, he goes, yeah, I, I journal. He says, I've been journaling since 11th grade. And he said, today I, I journal. And in fact, I sort of, you know, on game days, I kind of journal about what I think is going to happen. You know, and today I thought, well, the weather's going to be a factor. It's insanely cold. Uh, and the weather is going to be a factor somehow, some way. The wind, somehow the weather will be a factor. And then he said, this game, more than any game, is going to be won on the lines because it's going to be kind of a battle of attrition. You're not maybe able to throw it as well or as often as maybe you would like because of the wind and the cold and everything. So it's got to be like a Pacheco game and all that stuff, you know, like against the Dolphins where right. Pacheco owned that game, you know. But but anyway, so all that happens. He puts that away. And I said, OK, well, give me give me a play from the game. And he goes, ah, there wasn't. He said, oh, yeah, yeah, there was a there was a good one. There was a good one. There's a play. He said, we're playing this team that is so we know each other so well. Even though we're not in the same division, we've played each other six times in the last four years. So we know each other just like we're in the same division. You know, we've studied each other. We study their offense. They study everything. So he goes, so when you come into a game like this, 
you really try to find some stuff that you can use. In other words, without saying it, we got to find something to fool them. So Andy Reid this week, put a pl- last week, put a play in the game plan that he had not used in seven years. The last time he used it, it was uh, with Alex Smith when he was the quarterback. And it was an Alex Smith to Travis Kelsey kind of screen flat pass. Uh, and he put it in the game plan for this week. Kelsey was excited because he scored a bunch of touchdowns on it with Alex Smith. And he was really, really excited that they were going to do it. And so essentially, that was one of the touchdowns in the second half that won them this game. That if you're on the Buffalo Bills, you have absolutely no idea when this formation comes out. You can't get a read on this. You haven't seen it because they haven't run it in seven years. And they ran it. Uh, from the three-yard line in the second half of a game they had to have. So that's one of the things, first of all, I like about Andy that he thinks like a writer. Hey, what's interesting? What would be interesting to a writer? But the other thing is, why do you think players love playing for Andy Reid? Because he comes up with all this bull crap all the time that's new or that's different, that people haven't seen. And whereas every other team or most other teams, they'll vary stuff, but they don't come up with brand new things that they haven't run in seven years at the biggest moment of the season. So good. I can listen Didn't to, Peter to tell the show here, but I, I, Peter, I can listen to you tell stories for the rest of time. I mean, I would like <laughs> I to do story doing. time with you. I would, I would. I How's Billy doing with the glasses? Glasses are a tricky game when you're doing dishes, you know, you get your hands stuck in them. You know what I have? Oh, found? now he's doing a pan. I'll tell you what I found with glasses. Wine glasses are hard. You want to know why? Because if you don't wash every bit of the glass inside and outside, it gets the unsightly spots on them. So that when you then pour a nice nice glass of cab there, you look there and all of a sudden you see, oh my God, somebody's lipstick is up here or... There's a couple of dots here, water dots, water spots. Yeah, You have to be really, really careful when you do wine glasses to be thorough. Well, the drying, too, because if you keep them wet, that's how you get those water spots. That's why when I wash knives yeah. also, I don't like the knives laying down with water on them because no, then they'll you get don't. that discoloration. Yeah. Yeah. You dry them almost immediately with a towel. <laughs> I do have a cheat code, Peter. I don't know if you've done this. And I washed this glass already, but I'll show you. So yeah. I, I have the fortune of having two little children. So I have a bottle cleaner. And then I'll use nice. the bottle cleaner on Good. the glasses. So you push this little button Smart. and then it just spins around. Oh, so you don't even God. have to do all that much. You <laughs> it's just like cheating. You go in. And it listen, could I get, listen if I tell you what my birthday is, would you guys buy that for me? A hundred percent. We'll buy you more than that, but yes, done. Yes. <laughs> when, when, when is your birthday? What is your birthday? June Peter? 10th. Okay, June, June 10th. June 10th. Check out. We can take that out. We can edit that out. So only we know if you don't want everyone. Oh, I don't care who knows. Who cares? Who would care about his birthday? I I don't know. Maybe Peter does. June 10th, Billy. Let's uh, someone make a note here. I'm all I did was write down 610. That's all I wrote down. Uh, Someone make a note. We got to send Peter one of those. Okay. (laughs) Hey, let's talk about football things. What do you guys? 
Yes. Good idea. Uh, well, I'm wondering, Peter, so you're at the game. Uh, yeah. You're at the, the, the Bills-Kansas City game. First off, did you see Jason Kelsey at all? Did you see Taylor Swift? Then we'll get the football. No. I mean, I saw him on TV, but okay. I didn't. I didn't see them. And look, Jason Kelsey is in, you could tell he was in his 17 beer mode. So right. uh, I don't know. You know, let him have his fun. That's what I think. Okay. I did, did you feel? I did, did, I did talk to Travis a little bit after the game, and we mentioned him, and he said, hey, Great Lakes guys do things like that. Anyway. <laughs> did you feel bad for Buffalo at all? Just that city, yeah. the fans, yeah. all of them? Yeah. I, I've, I've, I feel terrible for him. I honestly do because it is such a great football city. Andy Reid probably talked for two minutes after the game about his reverence for that scene on Sunday. And he goes, listen, we don't want to play road playoff games, but I'm just telling you, I'll remember this game. Wow. And it was it was just a very, very cool atmosphere um, the whole day, obviously. But when I really kind of felt bad and a little bit, I don't want to say afraid, but a little bit like taken aback is in Buffalo, when you leave the press box to go down to the locker rooms, you have to walk through the crowd. The crowd is leaving the stadium and you have to walk through them to get to the tunnel um, to to do this. Most places you either walk downstairs or you know you take an elevator and whatever it's easy but in this one you have to walk kind of through the crowd and that crowd was out for blood they were pissed Mm. off you know at the fake punt that demar hamlin didn't make at the which was really a stupid call i thought because how did you not know demar hamlin is moving here he's moving there he's holding up he's waiting and everything looking around it's the most obvious fake that you've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And and look, if you want to run a fake there, run a fake there, but at least make it look like a fake. Right. Um, and, and people who've said, oh, they should have just had Josh Allen run the play on fourth and five. Maybe, but I don't mind running a fake, but just make it look like a fake. That's right, make all. it look like a fake. But I do agree with that, Peter. If you're gonna if you're gonna go for it, go for it with your best player. Like I do yeah, agree with that. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I I mean in retrospect, yeah, but if they had just made it look like a fake, and also Kansas City only had ten players on the field for right. that play, yep. I mean that's uh, it's insane. But the other thing about the crowd after the game is that it really it you understand. And look, I'm not. These are drunk people who who have been waiting for this moment for six or eight months. It's it's unrealistic to suspect rationality to prevail (laughs) exactly you're going to be hugely pissed off obviously you know i'm a red sox fan in 2003 i'm in yankee stadium and wakefield throws a knuckler that aaron boone hits six miles and the red sox season is over and i am i'm just i'm i'm cursing for an hour and a half all on the way home to my house in new jersey I just I just couldn't stand it. This I was with a good friend of mine and next day he said, Man, you, you scared me. You know, how you how you were after the game. And I just said, I just I'm sorry. I'm these idiots, I'm done with them. Even though I wasn't. And you're not done with them. The guy yeah. the people who ran out of the stadium afterwards screaming about Tyler Bass and and F the coach and wide right this and all that. 
it's because they love this team so much. They're not they're not giving up. They're just incredible. They're wailing and gnashing their teeth and and all that so anyway that's my thought week one they'll be there at 8 a.m uh, 8 yes. tailgating next year uh so and you're right about that what do you like sean mcdermott is he going to survive this and i only ask that because bill belichick is available that's it yeah i think he definitely will survive i think he did a really good job keeping this team together through a lot of weird things that happened down the stretch of the season you know the publishing of that uh by tyler dunn of that story where he uh you know, he basically told his guys, he kind of held up the guys who crashed the planes on yep. on 9-11 as, you know, examples to use for overcoming adversity. You know, he just, as so in other words, I'm not saying that he's he's cleaning up problems that other people, is, other people have made. He's also cleaning up one of his own. But anyway, my whole thought is, I don't think that they're getting rid of Sean McDermott. I will be shocked, unless it's of his own volition, right. that they part ways with Sean McDermott. So what are you hearing on Bill Belichick? So this is a funny story, at least to me. It's a funny sort of inside baseball story. Um, so I, Arthur Blank reads my column, and... Uh, someone who knows Arthur Blank reached out to me Sunday morning and said to me, um, if you're going to write anything about our coaching situation, uh, we should talk just for a few minutes on background. So I called this person. We talked. We had an interesting conversation and the message was, listen, this is not in any way uh, telling you anything other than we are wide open. We have not picked a coach. We have not decided on a coach. We don't know who we're going to hire. And that is the God's honest truth. And so I believe that it probably is the God's honest truth. But whether it is or whether it isn't, it said a lot to me. And it said to me that Arthur Blank has sat with Bill Belichick alone for at least a couple of hours and then in a group for another couple of hours. And in that period of time, the Atlanta Falcons are not convinced that he should be their coach. Wow. Could we so, be in a situation, Peter, where the dust settles and Bill Belichick doesn't have a job? Like the team's just I, decided against him? It's possible. Wow. It's possible. I mean, the musical chairs could stop and he and Pete Carroll could both be unemployed. So I and look, look, I here here's I'm I'm gonna say two things. I asked a high-ranking club official. I said, I'm incredulous that there's eight job openings and no one, and only one team formally interviewed Bill Belichick. Let me, let me explain one thing to you. I think it's naive to think that Belichick has not talked to any other team. I bet he has. Yep. Because another conversation could have been, hey, Bill, um, just want to know, do you want personnel control? Do you want to run the draft? And I don't even know what he wants. I, I don't, he hasn't said, 
I don't know. I haven't talked to Bill Belichick since 2006. So if you haven't talked to him in 17 years, it's foolish to say, I know what he's thinking. I have no idea what he's thinking. But my point is that this team is so interested in him, but also interested in others that I don't really know. And to get back to my point, you can talk to somebody without interviewing. Because if somebody said, if Bill Belichick says to someone, yeah, I, I do want the last word on draft day, then they could say, thank you very much. Listen, good luck. Hope you really find something. You're a great coach, blah, blah, blah. It's not really our style. And then they just move on. So in other words, they never talk to him, but they talk to him. Right. So, so that kind of thing happens in the NFL. But I had one uh, club person say to me when I said, isn't it kind of weird that this happened? And he goes, I don't really think it's weird. He said, I'm a little surprised he might not get a job, but here's why it isn't weird. You have a system set up in your team, in your organization, and almost every team in the league right now has six, eight, 14, you know, modern football analytics people. And so all these teams have these. It isn't that Bill doesn't want to hear about this or, or anything, but Bill really doesn't care about analytics. And so <clears throat> if if your organization has been doing real football research over time and has been uh, intent on you know keeping up with the Joneses in that regard and having an analytics department that whether you use it all the time or not, uh, whether you go for two after you score down four, down 15 or whatever at the end of the game, it's it's one of these things, quite honestly, that you, if Bill comes in, you're going to have to let 10 or 12 or 14 people go because he doesn't want them. And you, as an organization, are going to have to do something that you don't believe that you should do, which is step back in time. And I hadn't thought of that, but it makes a lot of sense to me. Interesting. Uh, you are the best. Peter, I did want to ask you before we let you go here, uh, what were your thoughts as as the news broke about Sports Illustrated? Uh, you were there for a long time. You've won, <laughs> you've won the National Sports Writer of the Year Award three times. I think those those times were with Sports Illustrated. Yeah. Were you saddened? What were your thoughts on the whole thing as, as Sports Because, Peter, there was a time where, and kids don't realize this, where that thing showing up in your mailbox once a week, you would sprint to it. And it was an amazing time at a different time. Uh, and I'm going to miss Sports Illustrated. Hey, look, when Tom Brady won Sportsman of the Year in 2005 or 2004, I think it was 2005, um, his dad and mom were at the event in New York City. And I was there. So Tom gets his award. Everybody congratulates him. It's a nice night. And Tom Brady's dad comes up to me and he said, "You, I want you to understand what this award means to Tommy and to our family. Uh, when Tommy was growing up, obviously we got Sports Illustrated. And every Thursday in the fall, 
he would come in the door and he would immediately look for Sports Illustrated to see if they'd written anything about the 49ers every week when he was growing up. And look, the bottom line in this is there isn't a Sports Illustrated now. There's not, it doesn't exist. If you are going to look back 50 years from now at the Kansas City Buffalo game and you want to read something about that game, what do you what are you going to read? Where are you going to where you know there's I'm sure that maybe you could find some some old uh internet clip from some site, but there isn't like a body of evidence like the SI vault to be doing this stuff anymore. And that is the saddest thing of all. We are losing the ability, as one person said, uh, who wrote to me this week, where's the next um, Frank DeFord? Uh, and are we ever going to be able to have one place for great writing? Now, The Athletic, I think, is good. I think The Ringer is good. But you tell me, how long are those places going to be alive? They could be alive for 50 years. I'm not saying they won't be, but, right. you know, internet sites, you know, look at Grantland. Grantland yep. was great. All of a sudden, one day, poof, it's gone. Yep. yep. You know, but, but, but I'm just sad because there are so many people who, you know, there are 3.1 million homes that that went into uh, when I was working there. And there was no bigger thrill than opening the mailbox on Thursday. And me opening the box thinking, man, I got to see how my cover looks this week. It's just, it's euphoric. It's just a high of highs. And look, that's a selfish thing. But I'm thinking for America, you're really going to miss what was the magazine of record and the best sports magazine of all time. Well said, and a, uh, a and a great spot to end. Uh, what I will read thirty years from now, Peter, is uh, football morning in America. I will read. You. <laughs> I will. <laughs> I can just tell you this: there's a good chance it's not going to be alive in thirty years. But <laughs> it is. I do hope you read. Your columns will live forever, though, sir. So uh, they'll be around forever. Uh, Billy, great job doing the dishes. Uh, Peter, go, uh, he did a good job. Billy did a good job. Very nice. Yeah, yes. look at him. He's he's all proud now. You accomplished something today. Nice. <laughs> this was uh, this was delightful. Uh, hopefully, we'll uh, we'll have a chance to see you uh, in Las Vegas. That would be uh, that would be wonderful. Sounds great, guys. Would love to. Well, Mikey A, our wish came true. Peter King was here. Billy was the only one doing dishes. Only one. <laughs> I th- I really thought that we communicated what we were doing, but I guess not because. I, I thought Mikey would be doing dishes. I thought you would be doing dishes, I guess. I guess. Oh, we were all, you had me and Mikey also doing dishes? I thought we were all going to be washing dishes, but now here I am, the fool. But you got dishes your dishes alone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the big winner here is my wife. Like, right. she gets home and I was working and washing the dishes the whole time. Happy wife, That's happy the life. Standard. That's the standard now. <laughs> I'm so sorry. But Peter King told some great stories. I don't know if you caught any of them, but he was fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> so oddity.
Stugatz here for my friends over at Miller Lite. A lot has changed over the years. One thing that hasn't, the great taste of Miller Lite. It was the original light beer, and to this day, it's still the best one. Miller Lite has more of the taste you want and less of the stuff you don't. What I love to do, what me and my friends do, when we're sitting around, we like to enjoy it with ice-cold Miller Lights. Miller Lite keeps it simple, undebatable quality, great taste, only 96 calories. It's the beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters most. The original light beer since 1975. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and is less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash stew, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer cows and carbs than premium regular beer. 